Welcome to the fifth episode of Emperor Talk with Emperor Mera. I, of course, am your host, Emperor Mera, and we're going to go ahead in this episode and we're going to look at the 10 picks of the Giants made in the draft this past week. But before we do that, I have to do a little bit of housekeeping here. So, of course, you guys know to follow me at Emperor Mera on Twitter, and now I'm on Instagram also, and the, the account name for that is also Emperor Mera. You know, as I continue to do this thing with you guys, I want to be able to reach out to you guys in as many ways as possible. And I felt like it was time for me to make that jump over to Instagram. So now Emperor Mera is on Instagram. So again, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And hopefully as I continue to do these podcast episodes, I'll be able to add even more places for you guys to follow. All right, let's go ahead and jump in. So this is the first quarantine episode that I'm doing for the podcast. Um, I've been quarantined here in Houston, Texas for about four to five. I don't know. I've lost track already. It's been it's just a lot of days. Um, as for my followers on Twitter, you guys know I have family here in Houston, Texas, and also back in New York in Brooklyn. And, you know, we're I'm here with my family. We're just writing out this thing. I'm still in college, so I'm taking, of course, all my college cl- courses that I'm taking are being taken online now. And I'm just trying to finish the semester. I, have, I think I have like oh, two more weeks. I should probably I should probably know that. But yeah, I have two more weeks left of a semester and then I have finals. So I'm just waiting to get done with that so I can devote even more time to just looking over the Giants draft class and seeing what's going on with the NFL. You know, with this whole COVID-19 pandemic that we're facing here in this country, I just hope that you, my listeners, are just staying safe out there and you're following all the guidelines that the people and up in the government are telling us to do. Because it's really up to us to make the difference. And I, it might just seem silly to think that just one of us can make a difference and stop in the spread of this virus across the country. But just staying indoors, I mean, I literally haven't done anything. This NFL draft that we had this past week, that was probably the most exciting thing that I've done in the last four to five weeks. And literally all I did was just pick up a remote and turn the TV and watch it. Um, it's really up to us to just make sure that we're social distancing, you know, doing the six feet thing and making sure that this disease isn't able to go ahead and take any more lives. It seems like we're really flattening the curve. I see up in Brooklyn and the New York that the death rate's going down. I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to go into politics with this whole thing, but um, yeah, just I just hope you guys are doing good out there and you're staying safe and you're staying healthy. I fortunately haven't had any, I haven't had to deal with anyone in my family who has the disease or the disease. I haven't had anybody in my family who has contracted the virus. So I'm blessed to not have to deal with that. But I know there's people out there, and I have friends who have family members that are dealing with the virus. So prayers out for them, and I hope that we just, we're going to get through this. We will. Now I'm going to go ahead and turn my attention to the Giants 2020 NFL Draft. The Giants 2020 NFL draft class is just absolutely phenomenal. I don't know how Dave Gellman does it, but when it comes to (laughs) 
the NFL draft, this dude is just always locked on and he finds the gold and gets it. And I think that with the addition of new Giants head coach Joe Judge and his new embracing of analytics, the Giants got a real boost because this draft class is just awesome, all the way from the top to the bottom. I mean, just, just look at some of the highlights that we have in this draft class. We have a franchise left tackle. We have a guard who only gave up one sack on 500 pass blocks. We have another dude, an offensive tackle, who's 6'7 and had the longest arms in the combine. We have a 7th rounder who is a semifinalist for an award that, for, that's given to the, lineback- the greatest linebacker in the nation. And we also have this other dude, a second round, in the second round, who's considered a first rounder by many analysts and teams. This draft class is just loaded at every single level. That's why I gave the Giants a grade of a B for the entire draft class. And that's not to say that there's some duds in it. I did give the Giants two C's on two of the picks in the draft class, but overall, this thing is amazing. I gave the Giants on so I, I graded the Giants, Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge more specifically. I graded um, their draft picks based off of where the picks were picked at and the value that each pick gave us based off of the uh, different uh, reports that the uh, draft analysts and different teams have for these players. I gave the Giants a total of three A pluses, one solid A. One B plus, three Bs, a C plus, and a C on each of uh, on the picks that they made. And I'm going to go through starting with the first round on what grade I gave for each player and why it is I gave that grade. So the first player that we're going to do is, of course, our first rounder, fourth overall, offensive tackle Andrew Thomas. Um, I gave the Giants an A for this draft pick because... Come on, at, at fourth overall, you really can't screw up that pick. You get the best player at the position that you feel like is the most needed on the team, and you get that guy. Now, Andrew Thomas was the best pure offensive tackle in the draft, and of course, Dave Gettleman with the precision and analytics that he is now embracing made went ahead and made that pick. It wasn't Isaiah Simmons, and as many of my Twitter followers know, you guys know I was really all in on Isaiah Simmons, but he made up for that with the next pick. So we got our franchise tackle, we got our franchise left tackle in Andrew Thomas, so soon we'll be able to, when it's, when it's financially feasible, we'll be able to say goodbye to Nate Solder. And we have our franchise left tackle, hopefully for the next 10 years. And like I was saying, with how the Giants went ahead and they made made up for not drafting Isaiah Simmons with the next pick, we have Xavier McKinney, which I gave the Giants an A plus for. A lot of the draft analysts like Matt like Matt Miller and um, Mel Kuyper, they went ahead and they gave Matt Xavier McKinney a first round grade, and they were just shocked that he was still there in the second round for the Giants to steal. I have him as a steal of a draft. And this dude basically is Isaiah Simmons 2.0. He played almost every position in the backfield, deep, box, all of it, over um, 200 plus snaps. 
This dude is basically Isaiah Simmons 2.0 of the backfield. I gave the Giants an A+. That dude, I cannot wait to see Xavier McKinney in the backfield with Jabril Peppers. <laughs> that is going to be quite a sight to see. I think McKinney might actually be the, be the first jersey I own of any of the players in his draft class. Then next we have our 6'7". Dude, we have, a, we have a dude who's 6'7 and had the longest arms of any offensive lineman in the, in the combine. We have Matt Parks. And I gave the Giants a B-plus for that pick. We have... We we like we literally in the same draft came out with maybe our... Well, not even maybe. We came out of the draft with our franchise left tackle. And maybe even our future franchise right tackle. So I gave the Giants a B-plus for that pick. A lot of people... A lot of analysts actually had Matt Part as a second round pick. When I, we first announced it, I was kind of iffy about it. But after doing some more research, I realized, like, this is... Yes, this is an absolutely great pick. And this dude is an absolute hog molly. He's 6'7". He's the tallest dude in our draft class. He's actually the third tallest tackle that's now on the Giants behind um, some guy named Wozniak and then Nate Solder. Then for our fourth round pick of 110th overall, the Giants decided to go back to defense from the second round. And they picked Darnay Holmes. Now, this guy, I don't know how he was still there in the fourth round. Mel Kuyper said that he had him as the best slot corner in the draft, and he's super smart, graduated from UCLA in less than 2.5 years. I give the Giants an A-plus for this draft, for this draft choice. Darnay Holmes, is a, he's a very physical player on the field, excellent run stopper also. I mean, this team, I mean, he could honestly be a linebacker based off of the the film that I was looking at, and he he keeps his he keeps the press, and he's always looking at the ball, so he's a, a real ball hawk, and he'll go ahead and he'll get that interception for the team. And as a slot corner, he's going to really give Sam Beal and Grant Haley a run for their money. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to win that competition. But that is an absolute A-plus to get that type of talent in the fourth round at 110. What? Darday Holmes is an A-plus for me. Then next we have Shane Lemieux. This draft choice um, is guard Shane Lemieux. This draft choice really confused me. Um... Honestly, I wanted the Giants to go wide receiver, but as a Giants fan, and as and this goes for any Giants fan, we should not be complaining about drafting offensive linemen. With the amount of issues that we've had with the offensive line, there's no, there is no reason for anyone of this, any fan to be complaining about drafting another offensive lineman. Um, but I was confused, though, because I figured if they were going to go offensive linemen, they had to go center because we have Will Hernandez and we have Kevin Zeitler. But then it was revealed at, on a Zoom call that Joe Judge was having with the Beats that he was going to, and this is his words exactly, he said he was going to cross-train Shane Lemieux to be both a guard and a center. As Shane Lemieux is actually, his stats are pretty impressive. He only allowed one sack in 500 pass, pass blocks at UConn. So, I'm all on board with that pick too. And I gave the Giants a B for that one. Now, it's his next pick. Now, I said that the Shane Lemieux pick kind of confused me, but this next pick confused me even more. The Giants went in the sixth 
round, the Giants went with Cam Brown, the linebacker out of Penn State. So he gets to rejoin his um, former teammates Saquon Barkley and Grant Haley on the Giants. But at this point in the draft, I was just super stoked and excited because I thought the Giants were going to go with wide receiver, and then they picked Cam Brown. And just looking at the amount of talent that was left in the on the, the board with a Cam Brown pick, I was just really dissatisfied with his pick. And I gave a giant to see. Um, he just, just looking at his stats and just looking at his, his play on the videos I've looked at, he looks like your average linebacker. And I'm just, I'm not excited about that pick, so I gave a giant to see. And after that, we have our four seventh rounders, which I'm actually shocked about because I was sure we were going to come out of this draft with at least seven or eight players. I was pretty sure the Giants were going to trade at least three or two or three of their seventh round picks to trade it back up into the fifth or sixth round to take some players. But like right after the fifth round, there was like a real talent drop off. So I can see why Gettleman and, and um, what's his name? And Joe Judge decided to just stick for ground and just draft four players. I mean, heck, you draft four players in the you draft four players in the seventh round. At least one of them is bound to turn into some great talent that other teams would be like, "Why did we skip on that guy?" So the first one that the Giants decided to pick, and I'm calling I'm calling them the Vengeful Four. The first member of the Vengeful Four is Carter Coughlin, who has no relation to Tom Coughlin. I know it's kind of a disappointment. This dude's family, and I did some research into... I did a lot of research, actually, into all of these seven-round picks. I really wanted to see what these guys were all about. Carter Coughlin's family is just Minnesota gopher crazy. Is it gopher or gopher? I'm going to go with gopher. His dad was a football player at Minnesota. His mom was a tennis player at Minnesota. And his his grandfather was a football player at Minnesota. And his uncle was a football player at Minnesota. He also has a brother who's a football player at Minnesota too. And he's the first one of his family members to make it to the NFL after playing. I mean, Carter Coughlin actually had offers to play at Ohio State and Oregon and decided he would rather go play at Minnesota just like his family members did. So props to him for keeping up with the family business of being um, all about Minnesota athletics. And I really like this kid. He's um he reads the he reads the ball really well. And I think of all of the seventh round picks, he has the most potential to really break out into something big. Give a giant to B for this pick. Then after that we have linebacker TJ Brunson. I don't know if I said what Carter Coughlin was. Carter Coughlin is a linebacker. But after Carter Coughlin we have a pick 238th overall. We have T.J. Brunson, and T.J. Brunson is an absolute just culture pick for Dave Gettleman. You know, Dave Gettleman always talks about culture, culture, culture. And T.J. if if culture had to take physical form, T.J. Brunson would absolutely be that guy, one hundred percent. He was a two-time captain at his college in South at USC. Um, he was graded. He was. His teammates voted him the most unselfish defensive player. They also voted him for most productive player. He also had his coaches gave him an award for best nutrition, and he was an absolute, just an absolute leader on that USC defense. 
And if you listen to the guy, he's an excellent speaker too. He actually kind of reminds me of Michael Thomas. I gave a Giants a B for that pick. Then after that, we have a 247th overall. We have Chris Williamson, who I went ahead and gave a Giants a C plus for. Um, he's it's not really much that's special about him. I mean, he played at Minnesota with Carter Coughlin too. So the Giants did go ahead and they did pick two players who um, are both coming from the same college. And they actually did that with another player, too, who I'm about to come up and talk about, too. Um, but I'm not really... I don't really see anything big with Chris Williamson. He'll be a good special teamer. Um, that's about it for him. He just gave a giant to C+. And then the last pick, which is actually ended up being Mr. Irrelevant in the draft, Mr. Tay Crowder, linebacker out of Georgia. So it's just kind of funny. So the Giants started this draft with Andrew Thomas, who's who was from Georgia. And then they ended the draft with Tay Crowder, who's also coming out of Georgia. I don't know. Dave Gellman really likes his guys from Georgia. I don't know what it is about him in Georgia. But he was the third and last linebacker taken in, in the last round, Tay Crowder. And... He was the last, like I said before, last player drafted in the uh, NFL draft. He was a semifinalist for the Butkus Award, which is given annually to the nation's top linebacker. So it's kind of insane that he even lasted that long to me. I mean, I don't know what it is that these NFL GMs use to evaluate talent, but I think a player who makes it as a semifinalist is at least worth it a fifth or sixth round pick not to be the last person picked in the draft and it's kind of funny too because he was considered the lead one of the leaders of a uh, georgia defense and still somehow made it all the way to the seventh round and for the giants to recognize that and then pick him in the seventh round is just precision and analytics at its best and so I gave the Giants an A plus for that draft pick. Overall, I gave and I said it before I even began this, I gave the Giants a massive B for this draft. We got our franchise left tackle. We got an absolute steal in Xavier McKinney, who is basically Isaiah Simmons 2.0. We got the best slot corner, and we have O line and hog mollies for days for Daniel Jones. This draft class, I mean, when I when we were walking into the draft, I wasn't sure where this team was going to stand going into the, ne- the next season. But I'm pumped, and I'm ready for the next season now. And that is the end of my draft review of a Giants 2020 New York Giants draft class. So that concludes this fifth episode of Emperor Talk with Emperor Mera. Uh, there are some other things I really wanted to talk to you guys about, but because of the coronavirus, I don't have access to the site where my recording equipment is located at. Um, I, don't, I don't want you guys to have to sit here and listen to my deep breathing. Trust me, I tried to edit it as hard as I could. I actually recorded and edited this entire episode through my phone. It's not the best, but... It's doable. 
I hope you guys enjoyed the draft breakdown, and I can't wait to do the sixth episode with you guys. You guys continue to stay safe out there. This is Emperor Mera, and this is the conclusion of the fifth episode of Emperor Talk with Emperor Mera.